This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think I usually decided that, you know, all the hard work that, you know, they've put in since, you know, we started in training camp, you know, finally paid off. I mean, it's, it took a lot longer than obviously we wanted it to. Nothing's really gone right, though, you know, this season. They've been through a lot of adversity. And the fact that our guys just keep fighting and trying to do things right and came out played a good team and did a lot of things right, played a good game of complimentary football. There's a lot of really good plays in this game. And it was good to see those guys rewarded with a win and, you know, the excitement that they had on the way home. I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Don't say it. Yeah. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> Listen. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to be truthful. There, I I appreciate the work that goes in to playing the game, the, the playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for guys that play it because I think they're absolutely crazy, you, you included. Thanks, man. I wish I could say the same thing about professional golfers. I wish I could, too. Um, but... I can't, so that's why I golf. <laughs> not professionally. I'm messing, man. Um, I got respect for golfers. But, Come on now. While you're I've at it, uh, go ESPN690.com. Check out the Dream 18 golf cart, mm. though. Uh, perfect Stockton's holiday gift. Stocking stuffer. And I'm John Stockton. There you go. Yeah. I'm Malone. Just yeah. threw that one down. Yeah. Uh, I was able to book a tee time, by the way, at uh, on Christmas Eve. I'm going to play Christmas Eve golf. Is that is that tradition in the Martino household? No. no it's made something a new. new one. Yeah, we used to go snowboarding on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Not here. We're not here. Yeah, I mean, those days are gone. You know, I'm stuck here. But, yeah. You know, we, we tried a to dang do that. Pandemic. I'm not going to totally get off and on a tangent, but yep. that's all right. Uh, by the way, I'm going to play St. John's Golf and Country Club. It's on the Dream 18 card. Nice, nice. And so you get discounted golf starting January 1 through the whole year of all the different places that we have. Go check it out I like it. Uh, on ESPN690.com. But, you know, speaking of uh, holiday tradition a little bit, you know, you can do things like that. You're right. You white Christmas, perhaps, and a little snowboarding or yeah, whatever you want to yeah. do, and it feels Christmassy. My, yep. my biggest problem with being down here around the holidays is it's hard to feel Christmassy for a guy like for that's up from up north. You have to have that snow. Yeah, you got either snow or cold. Cold. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get it a little bit this week. Like I'm looking forward to the cold temperatures on Friday, Saturday. So yeah. That's like, oh, it's gonna be freezing. I'm like. Good. That's, that's what on. we need. Yeah. I need to sit by the fire pit nice. on Christmas. <laughs> I need a fire. Like, I need something to feel Christmassy. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's just really hard with palm trees and 80 degrees. Yeah. No, and I, then, I, now, believe me, I love you. 364 days out of the year, palm trees and yeah. 80 degrees. But I need something that feels... We're going to get it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to start a new tradition on Christmas Eve, and then this got lost a little bit in the last few years based on work schedules and all this stuff, but... We we said, all right, we're going to go to the beach on Christmas Eve. See, that's, that's depressing. Well, I know, but we have to need... do something. Uh, like, I, I know. Like, the but beach was the... always going to be there, yeah. so it would be a tradition we could go to. You can go, like, ice skating or something. Like, at the, I guess some people uh, argue it's going to always be there, right? Yeah, I know for <laughs> sure. It'll really always be there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good tradition. Like, I guess, like, Christmas traditions, like, in Wisconsin, we really, I mean, like I said, we go snowboarding Christmas Eve, and then, obviously, once we get to college, you know, all the... Christmas Eve shenanigans, let's yes. just say, you know, and when, when you have five bars and walking distance of your mom's house, I mean, say no more, fam. Mom, you moved here. Say, exactly. <laughs> Mom, sit in the basement tonight. I'll see you tomorrow morning. That's yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah. That's on you. Hey, location, but, location, <laughs> location. <laughs> so with uh, the biggest tradition that I remember was the first snow. 
um, as a kid. And every time we got the first snow, my stepdad would go buy like this giant thing of beef jerky from the butcher. It was like literally, it was like a brontosaurus rib from the Flintstones of just <laughs> beef jerky. So we'd have beef jerky and we'd watch Jeremiah Johnson. You ever see Jeremiah Johnson? Robert Redford, 70s movie. I mean, don't. Hey, no. why do I even look even, in your yeah. direction? I mean, yeah. No. Don't yeah. Know, yeah. But uh, yeah, we watched Jeremiah Johnson, which is a, it's a fantastic movie. I highly recommend it. And that's the first snow the tradition. The first snow. The first snow like, tradition. What's the significance of Jeremiah Johnson? Because it, well, spoiler alert for Snows. all you out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it, he's like a settler. He's, he's like, a, oh, okay. like a pioneer kind of guy. So, like, you guys didn't go, like, it's a wonderful life or something. No, man, we're going straight Jeremiah Johnson. Because, like, he's literally like, trying to survive in the wilderness in the wintertime. So, I've never seen Jeremiah Johnson, man. Well, there's a lot. You could say that about a lot of movies. Oh, okay. man. Uh, with me. Yeah, I guess. Um, Check it out, though. It's good. Should I see the, uh, what's it called, Coos? Help me out here. Is it called the Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit. Yeah, yeah. everyone's talking about that, Should right? I see it? Chess. Like, I feel like I'm. Do you see like sales? But it's of not really chess? about. Is it about? Is oh yeah, it, it's no, it's all chess. Well, chess. it's not like actual chess. It's but, like, like mature adults. Like, how can you have chess and mature oh, adults wait, like wait, reading? There, there's adult situations in this movie. There is. I haven't watched it, but my it's family naked has. Naked chess. Oh, it's very related to chess, apparently. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, and here's what everyone says: of naked chess. I think that's a different kind of. Yeah, I don't know about. But uh, everyone that I've, I've talked to like swears by, it, and they go, even if you're not a chess fan, you're gonna like this one. Because who is a chess fan? I mean, fan? listen, but like I've seen the trailer, and I've seen like you know like the movie, like the the, the, the show poster. She's by a chessboard. Yeah. So there's got to be some kind of chess in it. And, like, I don't mind playing chess, but so I don't know. Apparently for chess, because of this, are, like, way up, they were saying. Like, I mean, I remember I watched that. I mean, listen, yeah. I mean, Weber watches, like, darts. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's exciting, though. That's intense. So maybe he watches <laughs> chess, too. 180! You know, you know what I'm actually excited for? They're coming out with the history of swear words, and Nick Cage is yeah. going to host it. Yep. I'm actually kind of excited for that. That's on Netflix? That's going to be on Netflix, yeah. That sounds pretty good, actually. I would play I'm the trailer right now, but we would definitely get in trouble. I mean, because... I'm interested in that. Are you like, interested in that? I am interested in that. Like, how, did swear, like wh- how did they come about, and why do some have they... more meaning than others? Like, what the the in emphatic the... nature can of we, it. Can we get a show on Netflix, though? I mean, the history of swear words? The, you um... got to be joking me, man. Really? They, we, no, we, but, we need a well, Netflix well, show? They teach you about one of them in the trailer, and it's interesting. I can Google that right now. Where, where did but, a certain word come from? Boom, I'll tell you. Do you have Nick Cage yelling the word before you learn it? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. No, hey, listen. No disrespect to Nick Cage. I mean, Gone in 60 Seconds. No, well, yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, the Rock. I mean, no, I'm not going to say. What was the B one? We're at the end. Um, oh, I forget. Not the bees. Not I know the bees. You're about, and he dressed up in a bear costume and karate kicked somebody. I forget. Whatever that one. That, not oh, his best way. Not, not his best be about bees. Wicker Man. It was the Wicker Man. Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. The you ever see the Wicker Man? If you say yes, I'm going to no. drop kick you. All right, good. Because you've seen, you've seen that, but you haven't seen <laughs> oh, Jeremiah sure. Johnson. Just to get drop kicked. You, you want to see what happens? But no. Is Nicholas Cage kind of on hard times right now where he's got to do Netflix shows about swear words? Is, is he no, on hard times? I think times? he's leaning into that Nick Cage quote unquote character that now everyone sees him as. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I might watch it. So okay. uh, You learn about one in the trailer, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so I don't know how the heck Google we it. got here. I don't know how I Yeah, you're here. saying how tough football players are. Well, yeah, I, I basically, like, <laughs> Nick Cage. We started swearing. with Adam Case and him saying that it feels good. You know, I get that sentiment. Like, I really do. I, I've tried to tell you this before. I've been in the locker room so many times during losing seasons this time of year, and it's just, it's it's like 
it's like a morgue, man. I mean, it's it's awful to cover. It's it gets so old to cover, and just from my perspective alone. And so I, you do kind of sense you're like when they win on a Sunday, for those few hours, or you go do the post game in the locker room, and you're like, there's an appreciation. You're like, you know what? That dude's a nice. He's a he's a good young man, you know. DJ Chark's a good young. I'm glad that he got to put a smile on his face today. This has to be miserable, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you feel hey, sorry Gardner Minshew, you know, he's been pretty good to us. You know, Gardner <laughs> Minshew had a miserable two months, but you know, good for him. Yeah. But at some point, like for this situation, it just has to come back to no good for you, Jacksonville, like. This is not about those 53 guys. This is not about Doug Marone. This is not about anybody in that organization right now. This is about people and fans and and my kids and whoever that have experienced a boatload of losing. Mm -hmm. And that finally might have a carrot dangled in front of them to say, I'm back on board, baby. So, this thing's changing. And we always say hope. But it's more than hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is hope defined, most likely. But it's more than hope. And, like, I I get it. Like, again, we, we started to say, like, I just asked again, how much do you have Trevor Lawrence fever right now? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I know I'm in the media. But I have Trevor Lawrence fever. Not because I think he's going to be Joe Montana. Because I like when this city comes to life around the Jacksonville Jaguars. And by the way, that's for you too, Shad Khan yeah. and Mark Lamping and whoever players are in that locker room. I think two more L's benefit this franchise in spades. So you're saying tank? Well, I'm not telling you. Like, I know they're not going to. So I'm not. I'm not. Tra- no, talking. but I'm saying. But if you had it your way, if I had it my way, I'd sign up for two L's right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're like, taking. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, got you, I, I got you. I would do it. But I got you. But I, I, I understand the integrity of the sport. Uh, this is not like I have not said, hey, go pull people out of the lineup and all that stuff. I've been that guy this week. I know there are folks that are doing it. Sure. And by the way, that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't think they're doing that because I know they don't do that. Like they're not going to do that. I just am, am here with my fingers crossed. They just continue to lose because they're not good. Yeah. And just finish it off. off. Finish the job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, listen. <laughs> Do you want me to say my piece again? Because it got me in trouble on Twitter it's, a couple days it's ago. It's fine. It's just like I, as these days go along, I'm not losing this. That's my point. Like, no, listen, I, I know we've talked a lot about it, and it's just like it's a real thing right now in Jacksonville over the next, uh, oh, listen. that would be what, four, that'd be really like – Eight days, about 12 days. The next 12 days here in Jacksonville are monumental days. Yeah. No, listen. If I'm a Jaguars fan, I'm, you know what? I'm finding out the hotel number of where the Jaguars stay at the night before a game, and and I'm prank calling. Like, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that that team comes out tired, groggy. I'm talking C.J. Henderson cases asleep, right? Three hours, maybe four hours. That's what I'm doing, okay? I definitely, I've never not once said On this show, on social media, uh, on my three observations videos, that I don't understand the other side. Because I completely get it, right? I got lambasted a couple days ago because I said I'm not going to cheer for this team to lose. Okay? And, and, And I'll say it till the cows come home. I know I'm in the minority. And guess what? I really don't care what you think. Like, if you're completely sour about it and you can't see my perspective, then so be it. I'll compare it like this. And I've told this story before many times on the show. I love the city of Jacksonville. 
I loved playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I loved the fan base. I loved interacting on social media because, like, that was my chance to showcase my personality. And if you ever go back to my social media and want to pull out receipts, I hardly ever talked about football. It was always just silly stuff, random stuff, but it was a chance for me to showcase, hey, I'm more than a football player. And I think, for the most part, everybody respected that, and they played along. Now, back then, Twitter wasn't as big as it is right now, but I still had fun on it. The day that I got cut, one of the worst days of my life, and I look at my social media and I see everybody saying, well, got to unfollow you, got to unfollow you, got to unfollow you. I sat there in my truck or I sat there in my car. I'm wondering, like, why is everybody unfollowing me, man? Like, I thought we were cool. Like, I thought we were friends. Like, we had fun talking about random stuff. And then it dawned on me. It's a business. It's nothing personal. Like, people weren't, be, you know, defriending me or unfollowing me, which I shouldn't even have took that seriously, but I was a kid back then. But, like, people weren't unfollowing me because of something that I did. Right, like I didn't get arrested. I didn't do something bad to somebody where it's like I can't follow this guy because of his behavior, of his personality. This was business. I have to unfollow you because you don't play for my team anymore. Okay. Now at the time, I didn't understand that. As I progressed and went to the Kansas City Chiefs, then the Lions and the Bears, it started to become more and more clear to me. And then when I got, got when I got cut twice in one day by the Chicago Bears, when I flew to Seattle to sign a contract and then got sent back home with no explanation from the GM, I understood right there. This is a business. It's not personal, okay? When Jaguars fans weren't following me, this wasn't personal. Here's my point, though. I played with Avery Jones. I've shared a locker room with Avery Jones. I've shared a field with Avery Jones. I'm a former football player. I have to look these guys in the face and say, hey, I'm being truthful here, okay? I don't ever want to look these guys in the face and say, I hope you lose, okay? I, I, I can't do that. So I'm not going to do it on the show. I'm not going to do it on social media. Why? Because this isn't business to me. I understand, like, this is my job. I talk in sports media, and I'm thankful to have it. I'm having a blast doing this. A lot to learn, but I'm having a blast doing this. I, I take pride in this. But this is just, it's not a job to me. It's, it's not business to me. It's also personal, okay? And I think where people enjoy our show is because I can offer the personal side, right? I can take you behind the scenes a little bit or maybe show you some things that you're not accustomed to seeing with the game of football in the locker room, things like that. So when I do that, when I share the personal side, then don't get upset about me when I make a personal statement saying that I can't cheer for this team to lose. Simple as that. Do you have to cheer for them to win? Huh? <laughs> Do you have to cheer for them to win? You better believe it, man. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I'm not, I, hey, my, my hands are clean of it, man. My conscience is clean. At the end of the day, let the chips fall where they may, Brent. And by I will the way, cheer for them to play. And by the way, you back up over like 10,000 followers on Twitter. So what? you back up over like 10,000 followers on Twitter. So I, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you, you made it all the way man. back. I mean, it's I a know. comeback. Well, man, once, Here in to, Jacksonville. Hey, once I get into the UFC, you better watch <laughs> out, man. All right? Uh, it, listen, um, people, uh, that's a, it's a great perspective. Like, it's yeah. a perspective I don't think you're hearing a lot uh, of. Um, I, I think there's a little bit. All right. I, I won't be oblivious to it. There's the old guard of the media. Um and, and I respect the heck out of those guys too. It, mm -hmm. That they have a problem with this kind of conversation about losing. But 
again, this this next 12 days is not about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. It's not about the 53 men in that locker room. Mm-hmm. And it's not about Doug Marone or anybody else. Mm-hmm. This is about a fan base in a city that has really gotten behind this organization, this football team, and different variations of the Jacksonville Jaguars for mm-hmm. locker rooms. Mm-hmm. And seen really not much in return. And now there's this, oh, baby, I mean... Oh my gosh! You could, this thing's gonna. This has a chance to come to life. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I respect that uh, about the fans. And so deep down, this team is rooted for so many damn wins and experienced so many losses. For once, they're basically just saying, just just give us two more of those else. Because yeah. <laughs> failed two. That's it. It's yeah. as simple as that. That's all the fan base is saying right now. And and smartly so because they see it beyond it. The, the the fan base hardly ever has a long view on anything. Mm-hmm. It's all about what have you done for me lately, mm-hmm. right? The, your business, the NFL, is all about what have you done for me lately. Yeah. The fan base is actually taking a long view of this and saying, "Damn, this might be it." Mm-hmm. You know, this might be it. The only thing I guard against the fan base of is, and by the way, I might have to guard against myself because I've kind of got jacked up about this whole thing too. Um, <laughs> But I, I do guard against if the Jags do win one of these two games and they get the second pick. Yeah. That doesn't mean Armageddon. Now, there's a fit. It's going to be treated uh, like Armageddon. No, it will be. It mm-hmm. will be treated like that. And there's a feeling of my even my own like. It, it might just never happen here, <laughs> you know. Like, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not lying to you and tell you that it has not crossed my mind. In fact, sure. I told somebody today, I was like, you know yeah. what? If they do actually win one of these games, the people that say it might never really happen here might be right. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, this, this is a, is a, because here's the thing: with or without the number one pick, we have viewed this next time frame for the Jacksonville Jaguars. As a major crossroads, mm-hmm. you know, Shad Khan has been in this crossroads before, you know, when he fired Mike Malarkey, he had to hire it again. You know, the whole Tom Coughlin thing. And now here we are. But you can only do it so many times. I mean, outside of the Detroit Lions, who can't get it right for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, God bless that fan base. But when you lose for 15 years, you know, and and. And you lose the way they've lost for 15 years. You got to ask yourself, how many times can you do that until those people out there that, that, that have gone into that stadium so many times just are like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm done. And there's a huge segment of this, this population that will never say that. But there's some segment of that population be like, I'm just done. (laughs) But my, so what I guard against is this. This was an important time frame coming up no matter what. For the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Mm. They're trying to build downtown. They're trying to build a stadium in the next five to seven to ten years, whatever it is. You know, it, it's it, and I'm not doing this like they're leaving or not. No, I'm talking about in the winning nature of this to win this next set of moves, hiring the GM, hiring the coach, whatever players you bring in here in 2021 and for the next two, three, four years. It's a massive time period for the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're going to win anytime soon, if this next generation of kid is going to see winning, mm-hmm. um, like mine saw one year of winning so far from age three to 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's massive. So that's why there's this excitement. I think everybody knows it's massive. You are lined up in such a good way right this moment with 12 days remaining in the regular season. But I guess the only thing I do guard against is, if they don't get Trevor Lawrence, it's still a massive time period, and there's still hope to get it right. 
with the right hire at coach, with the right hire at GM. It's still an attractive job, even with the number two pick, with whoever you do pick at quarterback. There are options. So while initially, if they do win a football game, I'm going to be with the fan and be like, oh, my gosh, this is never going to happen. I don't necessarily believe that. And I'm just saying it here before, if it does happen, I still believe if the Jags had the two pick and the Jets didn't win, that I still think you can turn this sucker around in Jacksonville. Maybe just, just not as fast yeah. enough and to the height that you could right now holding on to the number one pick. See, I predict that if the Jaguars do miss out on the number one pick, it will be Armageddon because of one key word, certainty. Okay, this franchise, the past 10 years, there hasn't been a lot of certainty with this team. Okay, the New England Patriots, when they're a dynasty, you're almost certain every single year you're going to the playoffs. You're almost certain every single year you're probably going to try to win a Super Bowl, okay? Because you had the players to do that. The only time this team ever felt certainty was 2018, where it's like, all right, you come off an AFC Championship game where we pretty much overachieved. We come into a new season. We beat the Patriots. We beat the Jets. Everything's looking good. Then what happened after that? If you miss out on Trevor Lawrence... You miss out on the certainty. Not to say Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Zach Wilson could be special because they very well could be. But right now, Trevor Lawrence is the certainty. Yeah. And Jaguars fans haven't had that here in a long, long time. That's a good point. So that's why if you miss out on the first pick, it could be Armageddon. So I said how much excitement Adam said. Stayed up till 3 a.m. last night watching highlights of him. <laughs> Ken says, it's literally changed my whole outlook on the offseason and preseason. I've been in the most giving spirit I have in a long time and can clearly see how it's affected the energy around Jacks. <laughs> I used to bash fields all day, but now I have a real QB and I'm happy. Thanks for Trevor. <laughs> I, I hear you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm geeked up about it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, I mean, I, I am... And I'm really geeked up for you, for Jacksonville, not me. Again, I told you, my check doesn't change whether they get Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, whatever. <laughs> I still cover the team. Now it'd be yeah. more fun to cover a winner. Probably work a little harder if they win big. There you go. There you go. <laughs> maybe put some hours in. Maybe show up on time for once. Could well, you no, imagine? No. Okay, okay. We had All someone right. write in said, I started following Austin on social media when he tweeted, Imagine Dragons was the number one band to ever sell out on a debut album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're horrible, right? They're absolutely the worst. Listen, they are played on top 40 stations. Oh, they're uh, here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're awesome. I love them. <laughs> yeah, man. Company um, guy. So talk about, like, that song, Radioactive? Thunder. Oh. It's a band with a Thunder oh, Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hey, and every other national championship game in college football. <laughs> you remember that one year they played Radioactive? Oh, Not man. Stop. Oh, man. Hey, did you see the song this year? What it is? <laughs> Isn't it the Billie Eilish? With, uh, therefore it's Billie I Eilish. Am. Yeah, Therefore I Am. Little Billie Eilish brand. Uh, you like her? No. You don't know who she don't is. Need, I couldn't name a song. Oh, man. She's good. I know uh, Kaylee likes her. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, careful now. Careful. Careful. No, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Billie Eilish is a great role model. If she says she likes uh, Ariana Grande, then or, or, we need yeah. to talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Jack on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. I had braces. I still have my permanent retainer in. It's been knocked out twice. Brent Martineau. So it's not stuck in there. No, it's not stuck in there. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Sam Darnold, I would say, is a better prospect than Justin Fields. Hmm. Like, Justin Fields has got some stuff to his game, right? Really big athlete, very graceful athlete. When, when he, like, okay, this is where this ball is going to go, and number one is open because my coach got him open, and, like, ball's coming out, like, it's nice. Not going to lie. 
That's interesting. That's Dan Orlovsky. I, I get his point there. You know, Sam Darnold, who has really had a tough go of it based on what's around him. I, I get why people could believe that. You know, but you've got to also shake the scar tissue off Sam Darnold. You know, you got to be aware of that. Uh, how do people bounce back? Are they Do they have the mental toughness? Like, I think it's a sincere question right now. Will, will Carson Wentz be good again? And the reason why you ask that question is because now he's got some severe doubts. That's like your short game going bad. That's like getting the shanks. How In golf, how long does it take to get away from that? Like, Chuck Knobloch, I don't think he ever learned to throw to first base again. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So... I, those, I know that sounds extreme, but that's kind of what you're dealing with, the, the psyche of, the, of that position. It's psyche of sports when, when you look shook, and, and that's what he looks like. And that leads us right into a conversation I wanted to probably have a little bit earlier, but you know, we got Trevor Lawrence fever around here. So that's yeah. Okay. Uh, well, what happened to Gardner Minshew? Like, and and hmm. so I say this, I, I say it in this context. I think we could debate how much you wanted to believe in Gardner Minshew. I was a believer in Minshew. I think he yeah. earned this opportunity. I, don't, I, I think he's still, to be honest with you, I, I said this all the way up until he went out, that he was a, a starting quarterback level guy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people believe that anymore. I think people tell me I'm an idiot when I say that, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, and, and now I'm even starting to wonder, to be honest with you, if, if that's accurate. Based, <laughs> if, wait, if he's not that good or if you're an idiot. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I, know I'm, I know I'm an idiot. but <laughs> Um, Come on, man. But so, so, again, we could debate those things. But mm-hmm. you, there's here's where I ask the question. We know what happened. Whatever happened with Doug and, and the injury and all that, th- this is isolated. If you take the two games before the Chargers game, he was struggling to throw the football accurately. Okay, maybe there was an injury, but he was throw. He was making some mm-hmm. awful looking throws, like for lack of a better term, Bordelesque looking throws. Mm -hmm. You come back last week, and there are more throws high, wobbly, not on his maybe best attribute is his accuracy. Mm -hmm. Where did it go, man? I mean, what is up with Gardner Minshew? Is he in the tank? Uh, Are they in his head because they want him to stay in the pocket. But I figure this is a guy, you can question his arm strength, mm-hmm. but his accuracy in the way he throws a football has never been a question mark up until now his last three or four performances, some which he might have been hurt in. But even last week, you still question, what was that you said to yourself? Yeah. Listen, we may never know where it went wrong for Gardner Minshew, why you know, he didn't look like maybe the guy that we saw last year. But if I break it down and I say, okay, where has Garner Minshew had success? And you can break it down and say, well, he had success in college at Washington State. He had success his first year. And then I go, okay, well, what do they all have in common with like, with those years, right? And essentially was he was always kind of the guy that was counted out, right? And, and this was my biggest caveat to say, why Gardner Minshew could be the guy going forward or might be questionable. I just said, hey, let, let's see what he's got. You know, let's wait and see what the guy has. You have the team around him. Let's see if he can do it. And guess what? Well, he didn't. With that being said, I think that it's different when you're the backup quarterback or you're the guy to come in where it's like, I'm not sure if I can really expect a lot out of him. Yeah. And you prove people wrong because there's not a lot of pressure. When expectations are low, it's easy to shine. But we never really got to see him in a role 
where the expectations were so high, where it's all of a sudden it's like, hey, man, you you are the guy now, right? Like, you have to be the guy. You're the leader going forward. It all falls on you. We never really saw Gardner Minch in that position. So I don't want to say the pressure got to him or anything like that. I just think that he found himself in a new territory, in a new era, that he didn't really find himself in in the world of football before. Yeah. Here, I, have a, I have a theory on quarterbacks. Um, when it when they tell quarterbacks to not do stuff so much, I think you mess with them. Mm. And I, I give my buddy Ricky Howell. I was at breakfast with him this morning, and he, he said he saw an interview with uh, Greg Roman. Okay. On Lamar Jackson, I haven't seen this, but he said he saw it, and, and this makes so much sense. This is what got me thinking of it. Lamar Jackson. It, the question was like, what do you tell Lamar Jackson before he goes out there? In a game. And I guess his answer was the last thing I say to him is, you still have that sticky note that you used to have? Oh, no, man. No. What did that sticky note say? Be you? Really? That's what he says. So he huh. says, so Greg Roman, he says to Lamar Jackson, be you. Yeah. Don't, in essence, don't try to be the guy everybody wants you to be, throwing from the pocket, doing this, all whatever they say, right? Mm-hmm. Your prototypical quarterback. Yeah. Well, if you go back to Blaine Gabbert and Blake Bortles, I noticed this all the time. They were like, don't throw a pick. Don't throw a pick. Don't turn it over. Sure. Don't turn. Well, no. You know what? You know yeah. you're not supposed to turn it over. But if you constantly pound into a quarterback, don't do this. Don't do this. Well, how do you throw 50-yard bombs for touchdowns if you're so afraid to turn the football over? That's a good point. And so if do you think anybody says to Patrick Mahomes, don't turn it over? No, no, just let it go. This is what I can't appreciate about Jameis Winston. Winston might have thrown 30 picks, but he threw all the touchdowns and the yards because he just let it go. He, he didn't, didn't care. care. Yeah. Right? He didn't care. But, but now, guys, he's not in Tampa, though, because of that. I get. Listen, okay. Yeah. But we never saw the potential of Gabbard, I believe. Let him use that arm. Throw a seam pass down the middle that we saw in practice. They never threw it because they were afraid to throw it to, to no. turn it over. No, I understand that. But my point is, listen. Gabbard and Winston had two different philosophies, but guess what? They're in the same position right now in their careers. They are, but yeah, but Winston and Winston got more of a chance in that career in that respect too. And listen, yeah. this isn't me defending Gabbard. Like I'm just telling you, I've heard it around here. And Bortles was the same way. What happens? Turns it over 18 times, but he threw 35 touchdowns. And I know garbage, all this stuff. But everybody's like, hey, don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. So sooner or later, you, I'm a little heads. I don't want to throw it. It's actually what I think we're seeing a little bit with Justin Fields. He's like, I'm playing for the Heisman. I can't turn this over. All this stuff. I'm supposed to be this great guy. I don't want to pull the trigger. I don't want to make another mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't play the game of football at the quarterback spot not wanting to make another mistake. That's mm-hmm. my point. Okay. I mean, that's my, the moral of the story. What did they say, Gardner Minshew? Stay in the pocket, man. Stay in the pocket. You're escaping the pocket too early. Well, it's just not how he plays. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to like the way he plays, but he plays better when he's doing whatever he's supposed to be doing. Look at Lamar Jackson the last couple of weeks, starting to escape that pocket more, a yeah. willingness to run more. Well, what has he done? He's had his two best games probably of the year because I think he said, I'm not worrying about injury. I'm not worrying about anything else. We got to win. Well, and, and that's the job. I mean, listen, whether it was Gruden, Marone, or Minshew that got in his own head, that's the job of a coordinator, and that's the job of a quarterback's coach. Lamar Jackson, did he try to save himself for the playoffs? Possibly. Or does he have the ego that says, 
No one thinks I'm a pocket passer. I want to prove those people wrong. I want to show that I am a true quarterback, that I can stand in the pocket and get the job done. Did he? No. When he started running the football, everything changed the Baltimore Ravens. So I think sometimes football players, especially at the quarterback position, have to get it through those thick skulls that says, you know what? Take away your preconceived notions of what a quarterback is. Right? Like, yeah, we all want to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we all want to be Aaron Rodgers. But we aren't those guys. Right? Because we have different skill sets and different tools. Use the tools that you have. Use your your pros more than your cons, and you're going to have success. Don't sit back and say, I want to be this and I want to be that. Now, you, you can obviously practice and improve on yourself, but you have to know who you are. Last year, Garner mentioned knew who he was. He was, a, he was a gunslinger, a la Brett Favre. He was having fun. He was the leader. This year, you get the sense a little bit more that he's trying to be a system guy. Okay, and Minshew, I can relate. I'm not a, uh, I'm not necessarily a, a company guy, and you aren't a system guy. So don't be that guy. Just be you. Yeah, and and I don't, but I think to the point, and I don't want to make this over dramatic, but I have noticed. He hasn't even worn the bandana to the post-game presser the last couple. He never did a post-game press conference without the, the headband. Yeah. Never. Mm-hmm. I think he's in his own head. Like, I really think he's in his own head. Like, I think they've said stuff in the building. Somebody's telling him, hey, man, just blend in. Just whatever. And because I bet people didn't like all the stuff that he did last year. But you know, some people in that locker room probably didn't love the fact that he's doing endorsements and Uncle Rico and all oh, this. I, I'm, I, I don't know about I don't that. Know. Man. He's a rookie. You're a rookie, man. You're you know, a rookie, yeah, man. But you don't think, you know, what you know, have you earned? What have you done? Come you don't on, think dude. any of that transpires? No, you don't think guys in the locker room are excited because the guy's making more money? You think your starting quarterback's making a rookie six-round pick salary and he can't go out there and get some Snickers money? Come on, man. You celebrate that. You're not going to be like, oh, I can't believe Gardner Minch is doing commercials you know, for fantasy football and all that stuff. No way. Come on. I guess if you win going six and six, that's okay. Maybe not if you're one and whatever. Maybe. I just think that if you're really concerned about players making more money and making better lives for themselves, maybe nah, the NFL not, is not, not for it. you. No, no. You're concerned about the quarterback saying, me, me, me. Like, you, you know, did J- 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 Cutler run into a little bit of that at some times? People questioned him. Yeah, but he wasn't doing commercials and everything. I don't know why, but I mean, yeah, but, yeah. But people questioned well, it's, J- yeah, it's, it's all about it's, it's the his personality. Image. It's his attitude. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think people had a problem with, with Baker Mayfield and then that Browns locker room. Yeah. You, you don't think the Browns locker room? So you think, like, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb are like Baker Mayfield, man. You shouldn't be doing those commercials. You don't think at any time last year when he's struggling and they're not winning games, somebody said, maybe you should have spent all that time doing that stuff? I honestly don't oh, think so. Well, maybe, Do you how, think, maybe the, you think the Packers have a problem with Aaron Rodgers? Well, has he ever played like crap? I mean, there was a couple seasons where he was, a, I mean, a, I mean, better than average, but... Well, maybe it's not even the players, but maybe it's the people in the building. Oh, well, then that's their problem. <laughs> I, 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 as long as you have the respect of your players, and obviously the coaches matter okay, too, but... Okay, you just mentioned coaches. It doesn't have to be players. Maybe it's the coaches that don't like that stuff. I don't know. Well, then that's on you. Like, if you have a problem because a player is trying to make more money doing a commercial, then maybe the NFL is not a good coaching gig for you either. Well, then, I don't understand why he's not wearing the headband. <laughs> Ask, hey, ask him. Some, hey, somebody in the media, ask him. And, and if I get a credential, then I'll do it myself. A credential to the Zoom call. We'll send you the link. Let's go. We're coming back on ESPN 690. You better not win. In fact, you must lose. When Chicago comes to town, we need some old Jaguar blues. Because Trevor is coming to town. Trevor is coming to town. Trevor Lawrence is coming to town. That was unbelievable.
unbelievable. That was remarkable. How nervous were you? I was nervous. Yeah? I actually said before in the break, I won't mention who else I was with. Um, might see him on TV, CBS okay, 47 yeah. and Fox 30. But It was the other guy singing this song you're talking about. Yeah, with okay. me. Yeah, 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 it was a duet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. yeah. More, more would say maybe he was kind of like the diva lead singer and you were more of is. like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. He usually is. So, yeah. so he was like... He likes the attention. He, 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 was, uh, he was Paul Simon, your Art Garfunkel. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and, and I'm okay and, with and it. And that's okay. He's that's, got a great voice. Hey, I was hey, okay with that. Great I've, voice. Listen, on art, I have an ego, but it's not that big. I'm it okay settling into my role. And it ain't Paul Simon. You can call me out. And I was kind of honored to, to even be a part of the duet, to, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Practiced a little bit yesterday. And by the time we went to commercial break before that segment on Jags Report Live, yeah. because that was a live performance. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if people know that. That was a live performance. Yeah. You can check it out, the entire thing, yep. on social media, on uh, at Brent A.S. Jax, or on the Action News Jax Facebook page. Boom. And a lot of people are checking it out, by the way. Flex. Uh, but. The biggest flex of the show. I was, I just, I told like Mike Burrish yeah. and everybody in there, mm-hmm. this is the most nervous I've been in, in about 15 years doing TV. Like I don't get nervous doing TV yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I was nervous. Yeah. So, and and so, like I said, we kind of I pulled feel like it the off. The receptions like, are great. Yeah, the receptions are great. You pulled it off. Um, yeah. It was fun. Yep. We had a lot of fun doing. It. Okay. Uh, Kyrie Irving let me down with that whole uh, stick here. Yeah. What happened? Smoke. Don't worry about well, it. You gotta tell. This place was on fire when I walked in. It really let me down, man. Now it doesn't smell anymore, but it cleared my sinuses. Did you want me to light it again? No, but what did you do? You has never anybody, explained it. Has anybody ever lit sage on a live sports TV show? I mean, a live nah, sports radio show. Do I'm it. sure. Ooh, what, oh, come on. It what, had to have what, happened. What sports talk show is lighting if, sage during the if, live segment? If someone in Brooklyn sports media didn't light sage this week. That's a no good point. way they did it. You don't think so? Nah. Yeah, because it's like a fire. I mean, nah. They're not that creative yeah, up there. They all, they all think though. they're better in New York, man. Right. They ain't that. No. Let's go, let's go ahead and. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, I like hold it upside down. That's how we got it. Yeah. Sorry. But where did you get this? There it's you go. It's my wife's. This was. Oh, like you actually have that in the house? Yeah, we, we, we actually grow it. We, we grow it in a kombucha cellar. Just kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my wife, because, uh, you know, she's in alternative medicine. So she's got like a whole surplus of this stuff. So that's called sage? This is, this is sage. It, it takes the impurities and then the bad vibes away, Brent. You got some bad vibes on you? Uh, no, you're, you're doing pretty good today. I'm feeling pretty good. Cruz, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm Sixers good. Co- all right, Sixers play tonight or not? They you do You need not some extra? Tonight, no. Okay, well, it's here when you need it. Uh, by the way, oh, wait, wait, wait. did you sprinkle that. that over here? Yeah. And then, well, you haven't seen that. I posted a video. Check it out the video out later. Oh. But then there's also like a little seashell that you, you're supposed to grind it in, and that like it really gets the essence of it going. And what else do you do with that seashell? We're, we're a bunch of hippies. What else do you do with the seashell? I, I put my know. ear next to it and listen to the ocean. Okay. What, are you, what are you getting at, man? <laughs> I don't know. Goose, um, do we get it on TV? We got it on the video. Yeah, you're Say good. Yeah, try. I it. yeah, it smells pretty good. Like you had just you burned too much of that early on. Like I could smell it all the way down. Like when I got uh, out of my car, well, we we had to do two takes. We had to do a few takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A few takes. All right. Hey, real quick. Uh, hey, we need draft grades today or not? Or, or the, the, the quarterback no, grades? No, I got a lot of things on my list all here. All right, Look. man. Hey, uh, first of all, shout out for Keontae Johnson out yeah. of the hospital. That's awesome. No, no, that is awesome. Uh, That's Dan pressing. Mullen, uh, you know, we talked a little Gators. See the show cause and the, and the penalties for Dan Mullen and the yep. Florida Gators on the recruiting trail. I think it's a 
big story. It's hard. These stories are always hard to understand. I don't know if the Gator fans will think like, oh, my gosh, it's an embarrassing story for Florida, for Mullen. It's something to keep an eye on. You yeah. don't like show cause linked with your coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's um, and, and keep in mind, Mullen's a guy that doesn't like recruiting anyway. That's the story. He's not a big recruiting fan. Yeah. That's what people think will get him to the NFL someday. More of this kind of stuff might get him pushed to the NFL uh, someday. Uh, I want to ask you guys real quick. NBA tonight. I'm, you know me. Like I, I NBA. Tell me about it in like June or whatever, right? Yep. I'm actually kind of fired up for this Golden State Brooklyn game. Let's go to watch kind of the comeback of both of these. Two. Oh, really? It's the comeback of Golden State to a degree yeah. with Steph Curry, but obviously now you get. Stage Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, well, and <laughs> Kevin Durant. I mean, how Stage much rust do you think is going to be on these guys? Man, that's a good call. See, I, I mean, I think with Steph Curry's game, it's predicated by the three-point shot. That doesn't really go away. It's like riding a bicycle for him. So I think he comes back in his prime. KD, though, might have a little rust on him. Yeah, I think um, I think KD has to come out strong today because if he doesn't put up more than, like, 15 points – like we were, well, I was joking about it. Is like then the media is gonna be like, oh, KD is done. And we're yeah. gonna be one day in, and they're wow. gonna be writing him off. Cool, so you're gonna have to do more than that. Like I told you, man, everybody scores 15 well, that's points. That's what I mean. If he only does 15 points, then they're gonna write him off. Uh, by the way, my guess is that uh, the Clippers will win today in a game that doesn't matter that much <laughs> against the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. good good opening night of of the NBA. We can yeah. talk more about it, but I, I just thought again, I'm telling you, you guys are big NBA fans. I don't watch a ton of the NBA, mm-hmm. um, especially like this time of year. Yeah. But I'm kind of excited to watch this and see these two guys. Back. Hey, listen, the NBA, they, these, the NBA was without some of its biggest stars last year, True. and and still figured it out. And they have so many stars, it almost like doesn't matter. Well, yeah. But getting Durant back and, and Curry back. Well, is big. well, and the great thing about that bubble too was that it kind of cultivated more stars. Like now we're talking about Luca, and now we're talking about the Denver point. Nuggets, right? Yeah. Like I, I actually I know Denver Nuggets players now. Yeah, it's a good point. Could you have said that five years ago? Probably not. Stars are born. Allen Iverson. Um, five years ago. Come on. Okay, here we go. He's been retired. For uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, check mark throws it 50 times, almost uh, it does enough to beat Seattle, but ends up at a strip club. So minus, not a check mark. Minus check put mark, a, check a, mark for the strip club appearance or no? Put a little chicken wing. I was gonna say put a little chicken wing there because hey, I respect <laughs> it. What is he yeah. doing? I, I, that's rough. What man. are you doing, Dwayne Haskins? It's not a good look. Like, you, your coach already benched you. You're supposed to be the future of the it's franchise, not a good look. and now in a pandemic, you're going to a strip club with your team knocking on the door of the it's NFC not East. Not a good look. What a dummy. Minshew, keep we away saw from it. those Ohio State quarterbacks. <laughs> Minshew, listen, the numbers look good, but we watched it. Do you believe, it, right? by the way, Minshew had a 120 rating? Yeah. A 120 rating in yep. that game? Yep. Wow. You're, uh, uh, no, Daniel Jones mean? didn't play. Hey. Drew Locke? Nah. No, no. No, he did what last week, remember? Yeah. And your guy. Hey, Merry Christmas to the FCC, Kyler Murray. Four tids, four tids. The tids have gone wild. 406 yards <laughs> passing, three touchdowns, a little interception. Not his fault, that honestly. Was a terrible 100, 127 that was an yards. I'm sorry, 127.8 quarterback rating. And he likes to run with the football. He had a rushing touchdown as well. And most importantly, led my fantasy football team to the championship. We're not drafting Julio Jones over here. We aren't drafting Michael Thomas over here because we got that winning mentality, baby. And Stuart Weber, I'm talking to you. You live in order. You, you read off a teleprompter. I am chaos. Get ready for Team Chaos and Kyler Murray, Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs, Delvin Cook. We're coming for you.
Have a good night, everybody. Live local loud up next.